o'clock everybody welcome to uh the joke workshop here mutiny radio it's like weird because i'm on stage you're like what's happening uh we're training a new show right now so get excited terry dorsey's running the runs and twos because starting very soon on tuesdays from 8 to 10 it's going to be t and a they're going to be spilling some tea and it's like hey also, a lot of tits. I don't know if you've met his co-host, Jennifer Alves. She'll be here in a minute. And she's got a hot rack. All right, here we are at the Joke Workshop. Yay, there's all these dudes inside. If you've ever been here before, you're like, there are all these microphones in her face. That's because here at the Joke Workshop, you pay attention to other people's sets. Maybe you take notes even. And then uh, after their four minutes, you give them comments. And we remember here at the Joke Workshop, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, you at least make the bread taste good. So very nice fluffy brioche bun toasted on the top that big shitty burger in the middle and then the other side also toasted maybe some cheese maybe some mayonnaise depending on how fancy you like to get but be nice because that's what we're here to do is to be nice to each other and help each other it, i know it's 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 convoluted it doesn't make sense usually comedians are like fuck you uh but we all know here that the audience is infinite and we can all make them laugh in different, unique, and special ways, kids. I see John, and I see Arden, I see Greg, I see Matthew. Do you guys remember Romper Room? Nobody? You, you really remember Romper Room? You're that old? Yes! I thought I was oldest. Okay. Romper Room. No, Romper Room was a show in the San Francisco Bay Area that was like on a PBS thing, and it was in the late 70s, early 80s, and there was a nice woman, and you could be on the show. You just had to have your parents like sign in, and you had to go and smile really big, and then she'd say your name, and you'd sit down, and sometimes there was a birthday party. <laughs> Anyways, it was... No, I was, I was an ugly child. I didn't get to be on it either. I was a little too fat. I didn't make the cut. They're like, no porky children on this show. <laughs> like... I want to eat the sprinkles and get hives. Then I was the fat child with all the dots. It was not a fun upbringing. Your first comedian of the night knows all about being ostracized. <laughs> Just kidding. That's terrible. Uh, no, he's a really wonderful comedian. He runs OMG every Tuesday. Uh, it's great open mic, and he's a hilarious person. Everybody, put your hands together for Greg Gettle. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, so I don't know, man. Uh, growing up, like when I was growing up, and like I would see like an alcoholic, it would it looked like the saddest life in the world, and like it just looked miserable. Uh, but it's actually pretty fun. Uh, I've been doing it, and uh, we met we meet people from Chile. It was fucking great, and like it's hardest to think that you have a problem. It's really hard, especially when you do this. Isn't this weird that this is our dream? <laughs> Like, we choose this. Isn't that crazy to find? Um, now, feel, I don't know. Dating feels like an open mic. Because it feel, it's, like, it's like we don't want to be here, but we have to do this. Otherwise, we know we'll never fulfill our dream of happiness. You know what I mean? But nobody wants to be here. Does, is anyone dating? Is anyone doing this thing? Is anyone like a person that takes a long time to like respond back to a text? Yeah. 
Like, for, does, are any of you doing this move? No. Fuck, it's fuck, if you are, fuck you. It's the most, you much anxiety, like, I'm texting a cool person, and it takes her 45 minutes to respond to a text. And every time I text her, I feel like, it feels like you sent a dick pic to your boss. Like, you're like, I'm, I, the anxiety that you feel, I can't stand it. I just hate it. So you feel like a crazy person. But uh, I was seeing this girl, and uh, we were in the lust phase of the relationship. And uh, if you don't know what the lust phase is, the lust phase is when she talks about her cat, and you say continue. Uh, that's the lust phase of this relationship. So she's talking about her cat, and everything's going great. We're on like our second or third date. And I don't know about you guys, but like when I make Whoopi for the first time, like I want to make a good impression, but sometimes... It's not always a thing, you know? Uh, sometimes I, my dick's like, that's not gonna happen. Uh, this is, this is I'm, I'm, I'm feeling anxiety. I just wanna get out of here, go back to bed. Um, so what I do is I like to drink alcohol and numb it up, you know what I mean? It give me a couple more minutes at that stoppage time. Um, but I'm going on this, like, I'm on the second or third day and I'm always, I'm always drinking around this girl because I don't know when we're about to make whoopee and we break up and she says, the reason why she broke up with me is because, I mean, she likes me a lot but she thinks I have an alcohol problem. And I was like, I. I, I was drinking that alcohol for you. Like, that wasn't for me because I have an alcohol problem. That was to get you off. You know what I mean? Like, I drink for you. And ladies, if you can't, if you can't see the romance in that, then you're going to be totally fine. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I also went on a date, and I, uh, we were walking along the beach. It was a very romantic date. And I saw, uh, does anyone play football? Like Madden football? Uh, like Madden? <laughs> We're like real. Okay, so you know when you're kicking, it's like it lights up like a half C and like lights up lime green. So I, I saw this thing in the sky. It was fucking ginormous. It happened right above us. It like lit up like a lime C, and then it disappeared. And it reappeared like three seconds later, but it was like way farther than the ocean, like way fucking farther than the ocean. And then it disappeared, never to be seen again. And this lady, she's she's still talking about her job and how she hates her coworkers. And I had I I didn't want to interrupt her, but I was like, did you? Did you just see that? <laughs> and she said, yeah. And then she went back into talking about her coworkers. And I was like, I hate to be this guy. I hate to interrupt again. But like, I'm pretty sure that was like an alien. And she said, if anything, that was an alien ship. <laughs> like, fuck you. You know, like, you didn't call me on semantics. I know it's not E.T. I know it's how he gets home. But like, Jesus Christ. That's, that's, you're insane. I don't want to... We broke up shortly after that. We stopped talking. That's fine. Um, let's see. Are we going to end anything else quick? I think that might be in. Oh, yeah. Round of applause. Round of applause if you've never cheated on anyone before. Round of applause if you've never cheated on somebody. You've never cheated on someone. So that's, that's crazy to me. It's like, I've cheated, and it's always, right? I've cheated, and I feel like a horrible fucking person, and it just makes me, and I know there's people out you in the world, and it makes me feel so good, because, like, you've only gotten broken up with because of your shitty personalities. <laughs> right? That's what I'm thinking. All right, guys, my name is Greg Gallo. Thank you so much. Last
for the the cats, that's perfect. That that's the definition of lust is that you still care about the cat. That's very funny. I think the punchline of that making whoopee joke is making whoopee. I think that she broke up with you because you call it making whoopee. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. fucking loser. Uh, I know, but there's a the thing. I hate. I don't know what to call it. Like you don't want to call. We call. Okay, so I'll give you a little insight. I don't like calling it making love. I don't like. We call it sexy times. I know, but it's it's dumb. I but the thing is, making whoopies pretty bad. That's um, do you have to? That Madden joke is very funny, but you need to take a big break before you say Madden football. When you say how many people played football when they were a kid, Madden football, because then it makes it funny because you're dork. But you, you could believe, we could believe that you, maybe you played football at Pop right. Warner or something. Right. Just give us a break. But that was, you're hilarious as always, and yay. Yay. Other comments, people? Yeah, I, I love the closing bit. Um, a little too high to remember it, but it was phenomenal. No, it really was. Uh, but uh, the Madden one, I think uh, you might look at restructuring, just as a thought, uh, to move the Madden part to the end and tighten it up as a UFO encounter type thing and then go into but it also reminded me of anybody else play football and then go into it okay. um it, because i got a little the momentum kind of shifted in there okay. um but anyways just thought but uh otherwise awesome Hello. other comments yeah i like the i like the beginning because it was going i thought it was going to go somewhere and then uh you did like a twist for the alcoholism part and then it made made it a lot funny so i like that part oh thanks man thank you uh, I, I just like to say I love how he could give a fuck about any of your answers. He's tweeting about all of you right now on his phone. He's like, you know what? Fuck you, people. You guys don't know comedy. I'm Greg Ghetto. But that last bit, that last bit was great. But I was like, where is he going to go with this, man? I like the way you kind of kept it guessing. I mean, I think that was, I don't know if you've done that before, but the way that was set up and delivered to me was exactly the way you need to do it every time. That was dope. Cool. All right. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Greg Gettle, everyone! Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. People are funny and you tell them they're funny. Yeah! All right, your next comedian coming up. You guys are going to love him. Take, put your hands together, everybody, for Roger Lopez! Hey, everybody. My name is Roger Lopez. It's great to be here. I feel like my hair looks like a collection of hairnets. On <laughs> uh, March 14th, uh, I beat testicular cancer. I just uh, one round KO, surgery. And then uh, it hadn't spread either, so. It was malignant, because uh, most of uh, testicular cancers do end up being malignancies, but it didn't spread, and I do think it's because I kicked his ass in one punch. No, I believe it's because it's all the edibles I had. <laughs> all the edibles, all the good wishes from my friends and family, all the prayers, all the good energy. I stopped smoking weed for two months, like, uh, because the carcinogens in weed aren't the best. Also, I had bronchitis, so I had no choice. That's been like the only times I haven't been smoking weed is like when I had bronchitis and when I had no money. Also when I have no resin. Because then you're really out. 
when you have no resin, then you're for sure out. You can't even be a fiend at that point. You know what? That's not even. The next level under resin is you're, you're the guy in my area who looks around my alley for like little leftover blunt roaches and joint roaches and probably crack because he's a crackhead. But hey, man, when he finds a blunt roach, he's just as happy as when he finds crack. I've never seen him fire crack, but I assume, hey, blunt roach to me is like gold. Um, sometimes when I smoke weed with my friends, like uh, the roach would be at a pretty good level where like you can still take at least ten more hits if you have, if you're like savvy with it. And then they just throw it on the floor, and I'm like, "What are you doing, man?" They're like, "What is done?" And I'm like, "No, nah, get the fuck out of here!" And then I take it home. I put in. I put it through the bong. Maybe that's under resin. No, that's definitely above resin because it's still weed. Resin's definitely under that. Um. Uh, I was at the gym at the LA Fitness that I go to, and then uh, I was walking towards the men's locker room, and then in front of me, there was like this small buff dude, and I wasn't sure if it was, if it was like some kid that had been working out a lot, or a midget that works out a lot. <laughs> he had like a duffel bag on his right shoulder, and then he looked at his watch with his left hand, and then it was a G-Shock, so I think it was just some like buff teenage midget. <laughs> And then I started thinking about his life. It's not so bad, because look, you, you may think it's bad because he's like four feet, but check it out. He saves money on all the shoes that he buys. Because when you buy a kid size, it's usually half off adult sizes. And then when I really got to thinking about it, he gets half off on everything in life because of his shorter lifespan. <laughs> I gotta break that up. I feel like I do it better when I break it up. But he's doing well, man. I saw him walking around the, the gym when I was doing cardio. He looked confident. Hey, man, you, you rock it how you rock it, man. It's all mentally. It doesn't matter uh, how you came out. I got a buddy that does, uh, he has, I'm not sure what he, he has a cerebral palsy. He's called Joe Uro. He's a comedian in uh, Los Angeles. And he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Very funny dude, so. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, it doesn't matter, but you can always fight for what you want. Oh, uh, last thing that I want to talk about is, uh, so I did lose my right testicle on March uh, 14th, and uh, now it's been like, what, like four or five months since the surgery, and now I feel like I'm starting to feel like right phantom nut syndrome, <laughs> where like, occasionally I'll be like jacking off, and then I'll feel like pain where like my right nut used to be, and then I have a few hypotheses. One is because like my body is still trying to like pull semen off that part of my body, the scrotum. So, but it's all, all it's pulling is scrotum, so that's why it hurts. Second hypothesis is that, um, uh, fuck, I forgot the first, what was the second one? The second one is the real one, I think. Oh, the second hypothesis, which is really the, the true reason why I think it hurts down there, is because, look, this universe is this fucking big. Earth is this big, we know this much maybe. There's a lot we can learn. So my right testicle probably died and became like a star somewhere and on days when it's super bright that's when it hurts <laughs> okay folks uh, you know that was it thank you guys very much my name is Ray Roger
Um, my thing in the middle, how can you connect to the midget guy? I feel like you look like a 12-year-old. So you could do like a thing of like, he's tiny, but I still haven't aged or like, that you somehow feel oh, with his. Yeah. Because otherwise you're kind of punching down against like tiny people. Yeah, you know, you yeah. have to sort of con- include yourself in that somehow mm-hmm. that like sure. you also look like a 12 year old. But yeah. then also you can bring it back in when after you've had your 12 year old nut taken away. It's like a 12 year old. Or like yeah. you're somehow that now I only have one nut like a 12 year old boy. Like yeah. and his other nut didn't descend. Oh, something like about I just it, yeah. you if you want to make fun of midgets like all power to you but mm. like people aren't going to be on board with you <laughs> unless you're making fun of yourself at the same time uh-huh. sort of maybe okay. otherwise we're like has he not seen that show on A and E where they're like people or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> little people big yeah. world <laughs> okay that's what I got to say any uh, other comments other comments. Matthew Banks is perplexed in the corner. <laughs> Greg Gettle's still texting the girl that wow. always got away. This is a this is a small thing, um, but I really like the uh, specific um, how specific you were in mentioning the G-Shock uh, watch. Uh-huh. I think that's good because the people that get that illusion will immediately get it. Um, it might help if you explain that you know like uh, the G-Shock watch is essentially like an otter box before uh iphones it's just mm-hmm. like a giant it's like a way to ensure that it's just a they know, giant yeah. doofy phone or yeah, uh, do watch watch yeah. yeah yeah that's good folks thank you guys very much appreciate roger lopez everyone hooray huzzah here we are at the joke workshop yes Everyone's cool with the smoking of the pots. We're all fine. Good. We're all fine. Yay. Let's all smoke pots. Uh, your next comedian, hilarious guy, uh, not looking as tan as I was thinking oh, for man. this time of the year with your, uh, with your segue abilities. Uh, I, I actually, I want, I've never been on a segue. I've, I have a dream. I love his one joke. Well, you maybe you'll do it. I don't know. I don't want to ruin anything. I'm sorry. I'm already high. You're going to love your next comedian, everybody. It's John Gallagher. Yay! Pam, would you, would you make me the happiest man in the world and go on a Segway tour with me? <laughs> yeah, just let me know. We'll take you out anytime. It doesn't matter. Well, cool. Yeah, I'll take you out on the Segway. Um... Yeah, I had a big weekend. I'm still, I'm, I got sunburned as fuck. I was drunk all weekend. Um, it's something new and different. Yeah, I know, guys. Uh, but uh, it was actually, I had a little bit of an upset, though, because I, I started dating this person, and a little bit of a shock, I found out that she'd been fucking a more successful comedian. Oh, yeah, it sucks, right? I know. It was really sad. I know. So I come, I come out, and I'm like, I'm broken up. You know, because the worst part is now, I guess I'm a real Dane cuck, is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys! <laughs> I like that joke. What you do? <laughs> Matthew Banks is having a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> 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 Ew! Some terrible... 
Terrible fucking puns. Uh, my brother, actually, uh, I was excited. My brother gave me an animal shirt, like a shirt with an animal on it. It was a bald eagle. It has a bald eagle. It's airbrushed and it says Montana. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's fucking dope. It's really cool. Because like, there's a bunch of cool benefits with that. Like one, nobody ever asks you who you voted for. That's uh, kind of right there on the surface. But then the other thing too is it made me realize like the people that wear animals on their shirt for the most part are the people that really don't like animals that much. <laughs> Like, if you have, like, a bald eagle right there, it doesn't mean, like, I love a bald eagle. It means if I fucking see a bald eagle, I will shoot that fucking bald eagle and eat it. Like, right? It's kind of like it's the Redskins fan principle. You know what I mean? Like, if you you have a Native American on your shirt, you would probably... You don't like Native Americans that much. Um, yeah, that was a cool tag. All right. I get it. Uh... All right. I was behind a, I got a, because like I said, was drinking a lot. I was getting a little cocky. I like to talk a little bit of shit when I've been putting the sauce back. And so I was with a person. I was trying to make them laugh. And there was a man with a tiny dog uh, walking in front of me. Right. And so he's a man with a tiny dog walking around San Francisco. And I go, just to make this person laugh, I go, we used to eat dogs like that in my country. And it gets like a small laugh, like whatever. And then I see him bristle. He gets very upset. And what I realize is I've sent this man into an existential panic and like he's furious. Because what he does next, he pulls over the side of the sidewalk and we walk past him and then he gets up right behind me and the person I'm with and goes, yeah, on my country we eat pieces of fat shit like you. <laughs> and then I just turned around and laughed in his face and nothing happened. But that's because that's like, it's like, you got me. That is objectively hilarious. Uh, you won. But also, it's like, just San Francisco, it's like, you just have a breaking point. He just heard one too many cracks about his tiny dog. And this man just like, fuck you, my dick is it's normal size. I don't know, like, it's just some weird internalized thing. He just has to project it on me. <laughs> it's a normal dog. It's a normal dick. Ah! It's like every single fury, every bully in the world. I was personified in that moment as that person. I was that outward aggressor. Um, let's see. I had, um... I want to do that. I work with this weird guy. He's a uh, guy's my same age, and I work around degenerates, which is a lot of fun. Yes, thank you. But the thing is, he talks to me about cool stuff all the time. He he simultaneously splits our conversations up between conversations about how to steal like prescription medication from hospitals, and then child rearing, like raising his daughter. But he he gives them both like the same level of commitment. So I don't know what to say. Like I don't know if I'm supposed to be more impressed by his ability to raise a child or more impressed by his ability to steal pills. Like they're the same kind of level of importance. Which I mean I think is probably right. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, raising a kid's probably easier, I think. You know, it's like anybody can do it. Mm, yeah. All right, thanks guys. The, the, there's weird music in the fills today because someone sent me their CD in the mail. And so I like it. Playing it, yeah. They're, they have a, an interesting name. Uh, I love puns. I love the open with that. Uh, maybe the bald eagle is your spirit animal. Okay. I wouldn't have minded you mentioning. I liked everything about the bald eagle. I like that whole thing. Okay. Like I think everything you said was super funny. And stealing pills. I mean, you're already there, and then you're already talking about children, so. Maybe it's okay if you're stealing pills for your child, only if it's like amoxicillin or something. Okay. Like in a liquid form. <laughs> you can't steal pills for your children. You can only steal liquid form. Maybe that's the joke. Oh, Like, because all child medications are like in liquid form, you know? <laughs>
I don't maybe. know. Yeah, I don't okay. Know. I, but with cats, you have to put it in a piece of cheese and shove it down their throat. But a child, they make it liquid. I don't know. <laughs> and adults just seem to figure out how to eat pills. <laughs> One of our superhero gifts. <laughs> Part of growing up, you know. <laughs> you guys get to tell him how great he is, too. You don't no, have to just give comments. You have so much heart. <laughs> I like that even though you have you know a bunch of mics that you can just easily walk into and just do whatever you're, you're here workshopping and I think it means a lot it means a lot to me and it means a lot to, to mutiny Dude. and it means a lot to America Joe thank you thank USA. you Joe USA 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 hold on not too loud there's too many white people in here we don't want to start anything just be i'm just saying you can't scream that too loud anymore guys you're gonna get in trouble yeah somebody might drive a car be careful calm down so uh just a thought about the uh the uh, raising kid uh you know because it, what's he gonna steal aside from pills like uh flintstones chewables unless you know they're chewable biking. Okay. You know, just play with playing with the. Or gummy bears. With yeah. 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 There you go. Oh, yeah. there you go. Just just play with children drugs. You know, those those are a good combination. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. John Gallagher. Yeah. You do have kind of like a, like John Gallagher. It sounds like sort of like a. A metal, like an 80s hair metal band, you know? Just, yeah, <laughs> you just have to grow it out so it's just like the sides and it gets really long. Yeah! Your next comedian, what a funny guy he is. Take notes and get excited for your next comedian. It's Matthew Banks! Give it up for your host. Yeah! fucking sore dude oh just thinking about going to the gym not doing that again uh, no we would play the kickball game over the weekend fuck one game and i'm shot uh, tells you where my life's going i was talking to my doctor i told him i think i have body dysmorphia because every time i look in the mirror i see a fat guy and um he said look Matthew, there's no worries you really are fat uh what a fuck. Oh, yeah, I was searching Instagram, and there's lots of, um, inst- there's like the, these fucking life coaches. Have you seen these people? These life coaches. Basically, it's a, a, a therapist without a degree, and they've all like suffered some tragedy, so now they feel they're qualified to help everyone. Well, I, I saw this one, and uh, she posted, she said, so today, I'm just going to love myself and then hashtag self-love it's just like what the fuck like self-love like why would i want to be friends with the enemy uh i don't think that's a good idea you know if i'm not mistaken i'm the one that i'm the fucking jackass that fucks up everything he touches you know uh yeah yeah, these tits are self-inflicted is what I'm saying. Uh, it's nobody else. You know, and, and like loving somebody, like my grandmother loves the shit out of me, but there's no way she'd make me eat a salad and go on a budget. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need love for myself. I need a little, a little hate. I don't know. Who knows? Um, 
Yes, I'm bipolar. Um, most people go to psych wars because they're suicidal or depressed. It's really, it's really sad. Uh, I went because I thought I was God. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I went. On, I was on a mission, dude. I was on a mission to, to help the blind, and uh, so I built this guitar for blind people, and I stamped Braille all over the back of the neck so that they could find their way around. I was very proud of this, and I was pitching it to my friend. He said, Matthew, that's a fucking great idea, dude, but uh, blind people already play guitar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wasn't convinced. I still pushed it harder until they took me to the psych ward in an ambulance. That was fun. Uh, fuck. I don't know what I want to try. So yeah, I'm uh eating salads now. Oh, Jesus. Fuck a salad, right? Dude, salads are the hand jobs of food. Uh, yeah, the only. Th only thing that makes them any better is a little oil, right? And you're praying to God there's a second course. <laughs> it's just not going to cut it. Uh, if I could just get a girl to spit on my salad, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That'd be fantastic, right? <clears throat> uh, that tag worked. Uh, there we go. Uh, I lost 45 pounds. I did. <clears throat> yeah, I can finally see my dick again. I, uh, I looked down and realized why I got fat in the first place. Uh, I should have just got a haircut. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> she laughed too hard. It's not funny. Uh, I w uh, yeah, I don't like parties. I don't like social situations, especially pool parties. I look at me, why the fuck would you invite me to your pool party? Like, I'm really fat, I'm white, I have nothing to bring to the occasion. I don't think you'd offer a blind guy a carrot. Um, just an observation. Anyway, have a lot of, have a good night, guys. Good to see you all. Because he's already talking about it's the hand job. Hand yeah. jobs are the salad of the sex world. Yeah, but if you jump to tossing salad, it's a little too like it's a little too elevated and it's a little too obvious at the same time. Right. So you should stick something in between, and then come back to it uh, as a callback with tossing salad. Uh, it it could be a, it, some a lead in with a date you were on where you know. You just wish she'd toss my salad instead of talking about. Oh, she's a vegetarian, and she well, won't stop talking about salads. Well, I really like dates. I really like dates in my salad, but that's. Not what it is. 
dates a thing you can put in a salad. Does anybody else have any? God bless America. (laughs) I thought the salad thing was really good. I liked where you went with it. And it was one of those jokes where, like, I could just tell enough of it to my mother. And I could save part of it for like my other friends. You know what I mean? It was a really good joke. I felt with like layering. It's it's a, it's an innocent joke, and then you, there's more to it. But that was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Other comments from Matthew Banks. Jay Wolf. I like it. I like, also like how you um, your 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 stage persona. You're such a nice guy on stage that I think we all want to hear more about your time being incarcerated and, and being like a fucking crazy degenerate because you can get away with it because you're so nice and friendly and approachable on stage that you can get away with so much dark stuff and you have this uh, ability to be way more open and may, way more vulnerable and, and honest that the audience will react very positively to it in ways that a lot of these degenerate dirtbags can't, you know? No, the AA stories, I agree. I, I oh, wouldn't yeah. mind hearing some of the... the blackout drunk thing and like hearing stories of ridiculous things you did and we look at you and we're like look he's this nice guy and you're like yeah well, I, whatever and, crazy and, things and I like any yeah. story that says vulnerability and anal sex yeah and like not to yeah. compare not to compare the two but that is that is when Mark Marin kind of hit that next level uh, in his comedy when he started being more open about himself and encapsulating the past. Oh, but now John Gallagher is going to tell me I'm a fucking liar. <laughs> well, yeah, Joe Gorman's a liar, but also I believe Marin really ascended when he began to ask people to lock the gates. That was the other thing he did. Was, yeah. it, was it worth it for that? Absolutely. I thought it. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was Boomer lives. Yeah, Boomer lives. <laughs> but for real, that was very good. No, oh, thanks, man. Everybody clap wildly for Thanks, Matthew Scott. Banks. All right, we're moving right along. Your next comedian has no last name. Uh, they're just like Cher. Uh, but this time, put your hands together, everybody, for Sonny. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Um... I just got my genetic test done, 23andMe. Does anyone heard of 23andMe and have their DNA done? Wow, surprising. I had a joke to rebuttal that, but okay, cool. Um, so all your genes have a pro and a con. So for example, 0.1% of my DNA is Neanderthal. Um, so the pros of Neanderthal DNA are that it helps in recovery time. So you work out at night, your Neanderthal genes start working their way out, and tomorrow morning you're refreshed, ready for another workout. The cons are that your grandma was raped by a Neanderthal. So that's <laughs> the cons of the Neanderthal DNA. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that's basically what my report told me. Uh, 90% Southeast Asian, and then the other 10% was like, here's all the people who have aggrieved your family. So I found out I'm 5% Eastern European, meaning at some point a Ukrainian person roofied my family's chai and paid like tabla trance. Tabla is the drums. Uh, It's big in the Sikh community uh, for uh, you non-racist. The Sikh race is a warrior class of India. Yes, this body is the warrior class of India. 
That is why India has never gone to war or won anything in athletic competitions, because this is the warrior class. Uh, for you races, Sikhs look like Muslims because we can't cut our hair, uh, and thus we're just terrorists. So if you just want to call us that, that's cool. We understand. We've been made fun of a lot. That's, that's fine by us. Um, so, uh, you know, when I tell people that I'm Sikh, a lot of times people are like, hey, how come you don't have the hair on the turban? How come you don't have it? Uh, and I don't have a good answer. I just started shaving. Uh, so I try to like make something up. I'm like, hey, I'm the spy of the Sikh culture. Like I shaved my thing and I'm insidious. I could penetrate any IT department there is. So that's all I got. Thank you very much. the audience. I always find comedy a way to, way to educate. And there's there's yeah. wordplay too there yeah. with seek. Yeah, that you're seek. trying to seek the information. Yeah. Or you can say inspector seek. If it, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's just, there's tons of stuff. Just keep playing with it. Write with it for days and uh, yeah. And, and keep at it because it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I like, I like that you um, immediately open with um, humor that, that's directly related to you. Um, it Kind of helps establish your identity with the audience early on, uh, and it's good because like you're you're like the big punchline is is a rape joke that gets a laugh, which is so hard to come by, and it's a very good opener because it kind of hits all the bases. It it describes you. It it's it's uh, topical with Twenty Three and Me. That's a pretty popular thing, and then it, it gets that that you know El Dorado of comedy, the the funny rape joke. But it works because you're being serious. Yeah. And we think you're being serious, and then you switch that like it, that's the turn at the end and it pays off because you're just like telling us a story and we believe you and then you're like and then it's a rape joke and we're like ah it worked it, yeah <laughs> oh, yeah I, uh, I like yeah the, the first joke uh, agree with Joe is fun and the other thing too is like uh, there's a tag too you could do in addition to that where you need to soften the blow if you're looking for extra laughs you can be like you know my mom was raped by Neanderthal or even worse <laughs> She was skillfully seduced by a Neanderthal. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh my well, I, I thought I was talking about my mom now is also being raped by a Neanderthal and my dad's a Neanderthal. But I like the skillfully. But you can, and you could bring that in if you talked about like back hair or something and be like, I wasn't sure that I was a third Neanderthal, but then I saw my dad's back hair and I realized that my mom is still getting raped by a Neanderthal or something. something. Well, wow, Pam. Sorry. Wow, Pam. You sort of brought it up. I, I just... brought it up, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of rude when you say it. Uh, <laughs> hey, he said it is. That's funny. Yeah, it's not It's not funny. Hey, listen, no, it's funny, but... Hey, okay, real quick, real quick. I mean, I, I want you to really get into the the Indian warrior thing. Like, I think that's... I mean, like, I know some other people might have touched on it, but I mean, dude, that's dope. You know what I mean? 
Because you're right. You said for the people who aren't racist, I'm Sikh. You know what I mean? Understanding there is a big difference in the cultures in India and that, you know, just like there are here in America. You know, everybody here is not uh, right-wing, gun-toting or whatever. I don't even know the terminology is. You know what I mean? That's how much I'm out of it. So, but yeah, gun-toting, they're, they're scythe-toting. They oh. have like a sword. They have a scimitar. Oh, they have oh, an yeah, enormous sword go. that they wear as part of their religion. Like, yeah, I so mean, honestly, you might, you, you might want to make some comparisons in between like the American culture and the Indian culture. You know what I mean? Like, who who are the Indian rednecks? You know, who are the Indian Trump supporters? Ooh, you guys could be desert ninjas. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I like that. Cool. Desert cool. ninjas. They're not in the desert, though. Sorry for being so short. I don't no, know. no. Thank you for doing your stuff. Yay! Yeah. Here we are at the gym. You're next He's here working on stuff, which should give you guys all just like... Huge kudos for yourselves. He's my favorite comic uh, right now in the Bay Area. Almost usurped last week by Zach Wiseman, but not yet. Not yet. Still my favorite comic in San Francisco. Everybody, put your hands together for Joe Gorman! Oh, it leads me to wonder what kind of raw display of humanity Zach Wiseman portrayed on this very stage. And will it live up to the hype? I don't know. 200 milligram edible drink, don't fail me now. Oh my gosh, all right. Ooh, it's cool, I have a problem with drugs. Okay, moving on, what else is in the news? Here's a here's something from the headlines. I'm fucking crazy horny, man. Like still, it has been four months since I've had sex and I realized that because I, I saw the Twitter update about it. I was like, feeling good, hashtag laid. And it's crazy because I thought about when I was like 19 and I lost my virginity and I was like, oh, this is the rest of my life forever now. Uh, and it, it wasn't the case at all because now I'm, I'm 32 and I'm wondering like, oh, is this forever now? Like where I'm just like watching TV all the time and trying to ignore the pain. But it's pretty cool. It's feeling good. Uh, Cause you know, one of the things that's popular right now are sex robots, according to all of the various threads I follow on Reddit. And everyone's talking about sex robots and I'm all about it. Like I know what I'm saving up for right now. Fuck a child going to a good college. I want a cool ass sex robot. I am absolutely the type of person that would own a sex robot. Anyone? Anyone who broke their laptop in college downloading pornography are the same people that are gonna buy a sex robot. A good sex robot too. We want one kind of, one investment. Not one of those disposable sex robots that are like 38 to 40% plastic parts. All chrome, baby. Huh? Wi-Fi? Bluetooth? My sex robot wouldn't even look human, you know? That's the problem with all of those dystopian futures where they say, we gotta give these robots rights. It's like, don't make them look fucking human and we won't even get it. Mine will look like an octopus. All those arms and tentacles, not a beak mouth though, a good mouth, like a slug. Huh? See, you gotta think ahead. That, that's the kind of visionary you gotta be. I'm like the, the Steve Jobs of sex robots. Like, the idea of sex robots is out there, but you need me to streamline it and make sure you guys know exactly what you want. It can't look human, because then we'll feel guilty. Huh? You guys didn't even think about that. Yeah. Powerful statement. You want more arms, multiple arms, multiple appendages, no eyes? 
Why would it need eyes? It has all these other sensors. It can use radar. We've all seen Daredevil. We know how this shit works now. No need for eyes. Too graphic, too powerful, too bad. Sticking with it. Watch, man. My next album is going to be called Sex Bots. That's the other thing. Like, remember when they had that? Remember when they had that uh, on Comedy Central, those robot wars where people would Shit. battle bots, battle bots, where they would, these fucking nerds that would eventually evolve into the tech bros that are displacing us all now. They were building these goofy little remote control cars with like razor blades and blowtorches. Like, these are battle bots. It's like, ooh, that's pretty cool. 30 years later. Sex robots, not even on like the Playboy channel, but on Comedy Central. And it'll be me, and I'll be like in some, you know, like when Doug Stanhope hosted The Girls Gone Wild, I'll be hosting the, the fuckbots competition, where it's like, how quick, how quick can it make these opponents come? And that's what we gotta do. If it can make a, a woman come faster than a man, that's an amazing sex robot. What kind of fucking power is that? We can't give it sentiency though, huh? That's a relaunch of the new Terminator series waiting to happen. That's how it is, too. That's how the robots are going to find out all of our personal information. They're going to fuck it out of us, you know? It's like, hey, in order to finish this sex robot, you know, completion, give us your bank account and social security number. Oh, oh, okay, 78549. Oh, how weird would that be if that was actually my social? And I gave it out on the airline. Not happening, man. I was born in the woods. No bank account for me. Tough shit. You think I got a license? I don't even have a library card. If I want a library book, I'm taking that shit. It'll set off the metal detector. That security guard knows he's only making $7.99 an hour. He wants to come at this, huh? For those of you listening at home, I just flexed my arms and my muscles exploded all of my clothes right now. I'm walking around on stage like the Incredible Hulk. Oh my God. In other news, we're going to war with Korea. Find out about that shit? Perfect timing. I found out in the, weird, the most interesting way possible because a porno star I follow on Twitter retweeted a CNN article with a frowny face. That's how I found that out. I, like, it wasn't some late breaking news. Walter Cronkite interrupts afternoon cartoons like we're going to war with North Korea. Instead, this porn star took a little break from taking half naked selfies of herself and unfortunately pictures of her child's first day at school to post a fucking woke comment. And you know what? It affected me because of that frowny face. I was like, oh, okay, that's my moral litmus right now. So you know what? I too think that's a frowny face. <laughs> All right, guys, that's uh, that's been my time, man. Thank you. Yay, sex robots! Yay! Yeah, buddy. I love your sex robot thing. The only thing I think you could possibly add would be to talk about computer viruses and then robots with a virus. Oh, that's a, yeah. So you've got like computer viruses yeah. and how that affects your sex robot, et cetera. Yeah, I have to get Norton antivirus software so I don't have to use a condom. Right. Yeah. Right, like you won't get chlamydia, but you right. will get like, I don't know. Uh, and I'm so glad that you got to BattleBots because I started writing down like, oh, I hope he gets to, and then you got to BattleBots. Yeah, was that, was, like, that was organic, that man. That was perfect. And then the one sex robot that can make women come is called a Sibian. Oh, it's that's S, what, yeah. It's S-I-B-I-A-N, and it's, it's, like a, it's like a tiny, you like sit on it, and it's like a yeah. horse, 
but it's like a dildo and it actually has a it has a remote control so that the person can dictate both the speed of the vibrator inside the and then also the penetration and it's also on a a rocky like horse thing yo anyone else got a boner right now make some fucking noise dude these sex robots god damn Sex yeah. you, you said that there was what, Pam? Say it one more time. I don't think everybody heard it. The Sibian. The Sibian. The Sibian. <laughs> they're, like, they're like $420. They're like tiny horses. Uh, Pam, not that I know, but it's Sibian spelled with a Y. Oh, it's with a Y? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure Google will correct it. Uh, did you mean this pervert saddle? <laughs> I don't think I have a lot of... Uh, feedback because it just started but I think one thing that you could possibly do is um, at that joke where you say anyone who has a broken computer mm -hmm. I would switch the vantage point to maybe the company's thing where it's like how do we we're marketing this thing how do we get the person yeah whoever like downloaded like megabytes of porn right so right use Facebook ads on those assholes sort of thing mm -hmm. yeah the targeted Facebook the targeted ad. right right so it might be like uh, you want to switch the vantage point because it's first person the whole time yeah that's all I got right on man all right. Anyone else? Clap wildly for Joe Gorman! Yay! Thanks, everybody. All right, you're the next comedian. A really great guy who hosts shows all over town. Cobb, yeah. He's going to have a new show here on Tuesdays from 8 to 10. Clap your hands wildly right now for Terry Dorsey! That was such a beautiful intro. I love Pam. Give it up for Pam, man. And Mutiny and everybody else who came out here, man. Uh, am I the only person like that goes out and when you when I go out, I end up talking to the only women in the room who are sober? Is that just me? I, I was like, I have like a straight sober radar for chicks, man. And there's nothing worse than expecting a drunk person and getting a stone sober cute person. Like that's horrible because now you're trapped. <laughs> you know, you you're in the conversation, but you you know you're out of it. You know, you you lost. You're not gonna make this happen tonight. Um, yeah, I don't like sober girls at, at, at clubs. I don't understand why they're there. You know, what I mean, there's plenty of Whole Foods and like salad bars and libraries and shit. Why are you here with us? Like that's like I don't understand why married people come out to bars either. Stay your married ass at home. Go have a fucking tea party. Do a dinner. Invite some other married couples over. What the fuck are you doing co-mingling with us? I'm gonna fuck if it's your birthday. You gave up this life. Okay, <laughs> this is ours. Okay, it's either ours or it's yours. You can't co-mingle, man. You can't have it all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Let's see what else we got. Right. I don't think it's going to get much better, guys. I was really banking on that one to be the... Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, y'all already know, if y'all listen to any of my sets, me and Batman have a very interesting relationship. I'm not really sure if I'm into Batman anymore, man, because what I'm really understanding is Batman is the true face of white privilege, right? <laughs> You know, I've been saying this. I got a whole bit about it. But I'm learning it's not, it goes deeper than that, man. I mean, this dude has been appropriating bat culture since the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He really has no bat features. Nothing. Like, he's the one superhero that carries an animal name, but yet nothing about him is animal-like. Not even his fighting style. I see, I mean, Spider-Man hang upside down more than that dude. You know what I'm saying? Spider-Man hang upside. This dude has just been appropriating bat and black culture. That's all he even know is black culture and bat culture. It's, I mean, it's not a tongue twister, but it is. But listen, hear me. You know what I'm saying? Batmobile, right? Black. 
Tinted windows, big rims, loud pipes. That's black people shit, and y'all know it. We've been doing that, okay? That's how we ride. We like our cars loud. It, but Hispanic is black, okay? That's that's like that's Hispanic is like black adjacent. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't have to if you're Hispanic, just know that you one step away from their car, you a nigga too. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> like that Hispanic nigga ran down the street. I'm telling you, okay? So don't it's not that big of a difference, man. Um, girls be texting, man. Ah, guys, <laughs> fellas, am I right? I mean, I it's more of us in it today. This is rare as fuck for Mutiny Radio. But fellas, hey, these girls be texting their ass off. Like, I mean, I miss. I mean, I'm a kid of conversation. Like, text messaging was a real privilege when I was a kid. It cost you per character and shit. You know, so I look at it differently. I don't have a lot to say via text. But you know, like these girls, they be hitting you with them paragraphs and shit. And you you re, you respond. They got a whole another one. They coming at you, and it's like. You get them in person and they can't put 10 words together. I was like, I think sometimes they literally are playing with their phone because they're texting the sentences to themselves to see how they look first <laughs> before they say them to you. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, shit. I think I had a nerve. I had a nerve. Something happened. Oh, shit. see, that was not a gun for anybody listening at home. I know I'm a black comic and if it's a gun found here, they're going to blame this shit on me. That was a cell phone. It was an Android. That's why nobody flinched because nobody gives a fuck about Android phones. If I had an iPhone, oh my God, this whole room would have stood up. It's like dropping a baby. <laughs> you ever see somebody drop an iPhone? Everybody runs to their aid. They're like, <gasps> you can hear the air get sucked out of a block. Somebody drops a new iPhone. Did it have a case on it? Oh, geez, did it crack? It's good? It's good? Oh, okay. Like, it's a fucking phone. I'm tired of it, man. This is, I know it's a bunch of iPhone users in here. I can see you. I know you're here, okay? They, it's not your fault. You were tricked. It's a cult, guys. We need to cleanse ourselves of this. That's why Android has always been a free market, okay? Free from restrictions, free from dominance by one oppressor and his mega symbol of the apple, the bite taken out of it. I think that represents the bite from the Garden of Eden, personally. I really do. I mean, I don't know why nobody else. And it's like, you have a look at shit, you're like, why does nobody else look at this? It's kind of weird. It's like, we keep talking about the market of bees. Here comes Apple, and it's on everything, including your money. And they're like, look, it's an Apple with a bite taken out of it. But they never really explained it. I mean, it's not Newton's apple, right? That shit hit him in the head. I don't think he bit it yet if it hit him in the head, right? So the only app Anyway, I don't want to get into it. Me and my friend Nikki, a conspiracy theorist. Man, it gets fucking deep. Jay-Z in on this shit, all of it. Uh, y'all got to listen to my blog uh, <laughs> in, my, in my podcast. We'll talk more about it next week, tomorrow, actually, on the podcast. Thank y'all so much. You should just try. Uh, it's like bouncy you, house shoes. These serious. shoes make it, it's like all air bubble. It's like bouncy house shoes. Anyway. I have nothing to say except positive things. You're always personable. You can just uh, talk and it always seems like we're right there with you. Arden has stuff. Yeah. Uh, 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 love the set. Uh, love the bit about uh, Apple and all that shit. Uh, the <laughs> I love that technical thing on uh, the, the Android side. Uh-huh. Google owns all that shit. Uh, you're just paying but it's free market space like I can actually own my software and then lease it to them I mean I don't have to yeah, sell it to you and then no, you sell my, it, my they, product I don't still, like that they're still jacking their ads into that I mean okay out. fair trade but you don't own my shit yeah. Apple owns your product if you're selling it on like iTunes Network, fight. you're yeah. yeah, they own your they own it. Yeah. That's Apple yeah. shit. Apple is the then they'll pay you like, party. you know, here you go, your yeah, little money, whatever. Part, but no, love the set, love the set. 
You had to defend Apple. You see what I'm saying? It's a cult. No, this is a fucking technology company. Fuck this. That's true. It doesn't matter. Maybe yeah. you could talk about the soul versus the physical. The soul versus who? The physical, because like the operating system is the oh, soul, yeah. and then the physical is like the looks. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, because I, I couldn't know. even get into it, but I mean, it's a whole thing, man. Like the Apple is, a, it's, a, it's not, it has nothing to do with the technology anymore. It has everything to do with the status. But I also just saw two homeless people with iPhones, with newer iPhones too. They weren't even like old, it was, and they had on Jordans too. And I was like, you know, maybe this shit ain't that cool no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if the iPhone is being, he's asking me for money with an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, I mean, that's a status symbol. It has nothing to do. I have small children that say, Nanny Pammy, when are you going to be a real person and get a smartphone? And that's Damn. children. That's children saying, like, you aren't a legitimate person because you aren't connected to Don't the internet constantly. Don't you just, like, your cell phone just kind of being like what the house phone was? And, like, you would, when uh, I left the my, house, I didn't have to answer my goddamn phone. My phone my doesn't connect to the internet. Off. I turned it off. I turned it off. Remember that shit? I turned my phone off. That used to be a legitimate thing. I turned my phone off, bro. I wanted to conserve my battery. You know what I'm saying? I was at the concert, so I just turned. Let you tell somebody you turn your phone off. They're like, bullshit. No, you didn't. You can't. Where's the power button? Most people don't even know. <laughs> They're like, there's a power button? I thought it was just on. I didn't know you could turn it off. You know? the, the, quick TED Talk note about uh, the radiation in phones. Five years ago, uh, people in San Francisco tried to sue the companies to know exactly how much radiation is inside of our oh, pocket shit. devices. That's crazy. And we lost. The people lost uh, because the this, all the companies wanted to keep that shit under wraps. Please don't sleep with your phone under your pillow. I know you're using it as um, an alarm. No, nah, they're just hiding it from their girlfriend or their boyfriend. They're like, no, nobody can see this. Just You're putting radiation really close to your head. Something that people don't know, people tried to sue in 2010, it's actually seven years ago now, to find out how much radiation Damn. is happening. And uh, we all just put it near our heads all the time. And I remember that was a big it. thing on the news and everything. I remember they were talking about it on Discovery Channel and shit. And yep. then all of a sudden, you it disappeared because it. we lost the they, we lost the suit to the corporation. So much so that they made it would, it the antennas endanger. internal, so you can't see the antenna, so you lose the idea of it transmitting. Like they changed the design because of what was being said. You know, what I mean, we didn't want to think about something being transmitted it's right to it's, our fucking ear. Well, it's radiation. That's it's radiation in your phone. That's crazy, man. But. <laughs> It's fun, you know. What I mean, I ain't gonna. I like it. I still pay my bill every month. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, fuck these phones, just man. Don't sleep with it under your yeah. pillow. Thanks, guys. Everybody, clap wildly. Terry Dorsey, yay, Ooh. yay, and then Hey, thank you, and uh, thank you, Pam and Terry, for uh, dooming us all to a terrible death via our cell phones. Fuck that! I love my phone just because uh, it means you don't have to you don't have to do anything in your life. You don't have to talk to anyone anymore. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just have your phone. That's where all that's all the happiness I get in my life. Okay, good start. Um, what do I want to talk about? I don't know. I'm from San Francisco, and um, I grew up here, but uh, it's weird growing up here. I didn't like it because everyone started smoking weed a little too young, you know, like taking bong rips in the sandbox. Ugh, I hate that thing. I'm not going to say that shit again. All right. Wait, what do I want to talk about? Guys, I'm depressed. That's normal. We're all comedians. We're all depressed. That's nothing new. Um, I feel weird. I think uh, cannibalism should make a comeback. I think, I think the only reason it hasn't it's because we haven't figured out the right mix of spices, the basil or the cumin, to really make that shit delicious. 
Because uh, when you think about all the world's problems, like too many people or not enough food, cannibalism really does solve it all. And in that lens, through the lens of a cannibal, a vegan is very delicious. Like in the Bay Area especially. All of us that are vegetarians and vegans. Yeah, it's a healthy lifestyle, but you're also just making yourself a delicious, nice meal for whichever fucking meat eater is like, mm, I'm all hungry. Mm. Oh, shit, I hope no one died. Um, I don't know what I want to talk about. I thought I had a great idea recently. I was listening to a podcast in the car, and it was going a little too fast. And I was thinking, if someone could slow this down and then write it down, I could read this later. My friend's like, do you mean a book? I'm like, oh, shit. That's that same thing. I like listening to podcasts because it's a... I don't know. You don't look smart listening to a podcast. I think that's the one thing. Like, if you read a book, reading a book is cool. Like, it's smart. You look intelligent. You look educated, scholarly. But listening to a podcast, you're just like... It's just invisible. (laughs) It's all just going in your ears. I don't know. I don't know what I want to talk about. I've been getting a lot of advertisements on my Facebook for a birthright. It's like this free trip to Israel for Jews. And... uh, it's weird because I think, uh, I don't know, a free trip to Israel. I don't know. I, get, I feel like that's preying on something that Jews are already vulnerable to, like uh, free shit. Like, we took a fucking free cattle car trip to Auschwitz. That didn't really turn out well. <laughs> I hate myself, too. It's okay. Hey, do you think anyone in San Francisco, do you think there's ever been a, a, a hunter that went to Hunter's Point and was like, hey, let's get ready to hunt? And then looked around and was like, hey, this is not... <laughs> I do not see any ground blinds or whatever hunters, whatever terms hunters use. I don't know. I'm all over the place today. I feel very weird. I'll say this. I don't know. I feel weird about dick pics. A lot of people talk about dick pics. Um, I don't know. People say uh, a photo is worth a thousand words. A photograph is worth, a picture is worth a thousand words. And uh, that might be true, which is why I don't want to know what thousand words my dick pic describes, you know? Um... I mean, it's weird because hundreds of years ago, dick pics were a lot harder to take. Like, you have to stand in front of the camera for like six hours and stay hard for six hours. That's not easy for anyone. Um, all right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys, and thank you, and give it up for Pam. If you're Um, I enjoyed your cannibalism rant, uh, the spices. I have a smiley face. I thought that was very funny. Um, Listening to a podcast, it could be anything, and then you didn't have any examples. It could be anything from Lisa Loeb to, like, you know, Italian futurism. Like, there's any, you could... Everything's in play, yeah. You set your joke up, and you have no punchline there. You have, just write that punchline. But think of the most two extreme dumb things that you could have in your headphones. Like you could, I mean, the first thing that came into my head was Lisa Loeb only because you're wearing glasses. I'm sorry. That's All just, good. But yeah, you no, could I just get think it. of like two super obscure yeah. things on both Bjork and fucking Rush yeah. Limbaugh. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, and then yeah. Hunter's point, what you have a call back to cannibalism, dummy. Oh, yes. Yes. Hunter's I didn't point. even think about that. because I Oh, Hunter's point. I'm in yeah, Hunter's there point. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the spices fucking going to Hunter's Point. Thank you, San Francisco. Uh, 
And then a thousand words about a dick pic? The hubris of man. I bet you couldn't even write a thousand word fucking five paragraph essay. Fuck you. Like really? You have yeah. a thousand words to say about your dick? That's true. Besides hard and fat. Like how, how hard do you have to describe your dick for a thousand That's words? That's true. The beer canny girth of its milky interior. <laughs> how dare you try to describe your dick for a thousand words? I dare you to do it. It would be, a, it would be an be example a fun, of literature. Yeah, it would be like a thousand words about your dick. Yeah. So that's cute. I just think you could really go. Somewhere. Yeah. Because you could be like a thousand words about my dick. Push just a thousand words. God, I can't even say ten words about my dick. Girthy. Uh, yeah. Okay. If I could piggyback off of that, man. First of all, beer, beer can dick. God damn, man. I mean, you guys, you go to beer can girth immediately. That's where you start in describing a penis. Fuck, that's intimidating. All right. Um, I'll, I'll harken back to the first joke when you're talking about podcasting. I yeah. think I know what you were trying to get across, but somehow I think you just kind of missed it. I heard it. You know what I mean? It was the uh, social commentary of being able to read a book in public and people understand that you are well read. You can't say I'm well heard. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like that's kind of what you're saying when yeah. I say, oh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I'm very well heard or yeah. listened. I don't know what, what words you would use, but you know what I mean? I got it. Yeah. That was that's, it. Yeah. Alright, so uh, the uh, so there's a callback everybody's missing here uh, for the thousand words to describe your dick, which is it'd probably be the same thousand words they used to describe Auschwitz. You know, it it it's it's your your dick's such a tragedy. Oh. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but it, it, my my one piece of advice is if you're having a weird day like I am today, uh, just embrace the weird. Because I, I think, you know, if you just stuck on any one of those things and just pushed it a little yeah. bit and just forced yourself, you would have gone yeah. the same way we all went. With. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. you're, de- you're definitely you. there. Just just keep pushing and you're doing great. Cool. Do you want I liked a lot of it. I liked your tone. You were, I, this is a weird thing, but I always focus on people's presence when mm-hmm. they're up there because like, like, I laugh at anything. So. Presence is important. I thought you had really good presence. Thank you. What I was going to say about the, the, what is it, 10,000 words about a dick? Yeah. If I was going to do that joke, I would say the only way I would get a 10,000 word picture about a dick is if the guy sent it to me and he served the 10,000 word restraining order. That was the only yeah, thing I could yeah. think of. Because immediately my mind starts going to like, what, what's the most words I've ever written? Besides, huh, and thanks, you know. Anyway, that's all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yay! Put your hands together for Boris. Shipper go! All right, your next comedian. Uh, she's going to be hosting very soon a show here on Tuesdays from 8 to 10. Put your hands together right now for Jennifer Alves. How are you? Um, so I want to talk about my kids because I have two, and it's getting harder to discipline them. <coughs> Excuse me, because they're getting taller. You understand? They're growing. I'm four foot eleven, and so every time like I have to stand on the counter to reach something and get it down, it's like I'm losing their respect. So lately. I'll tell them like do this or do that and there's like back talk and a challenge so I've decided like I'm gonna hit them with my car. That's my new plan of discipline. And I'm not talking about running them over either. Don't send me messages. 
I'm just talking about hitting them a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Let these little motherfuckers knock down. Let them know I mean it. I'll help them up. Tell them take a shower, walk it off. Move forward. That's one, okay. <laughs> and then the other one I was talking about is, um, so I'm a mom and thank God um, because before I was a mom, like I know I don't look it, but I used to kick it like super tough, like on the block or whatever. Like we'd be 32 deep on a Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> you know, like we just used to like light fires and do drive-bys and stuff, but like my life changed. I'm a mom now, yay! It's all about like vegetables and using your words and bedtime stories and schedules. Like that's my life now. <clears throat> it's fine, whatever. But thank God for my kids because they've been gone for the summer and now that they're gone, it's like, I'm not living a thug life, but I'm living a different type of life. You see, it's just like I live in filth. I don't utilize my house. I'm just sleeping on the couch, smoking large amounts of marijuana. Uh, you know, I haven't cooked anything. The other day I opened up the fridge and something was growing. I don't know. I just, I complain about the kids a lot, but like they keep me alive. You know what I mean? I don't know how that happens. I don't know, giving birth made me live. Um, I don't know, I don't know how to like work that, like to make it funny because I feel like it has to be funny some way. What do you think? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to be critiqued. and it's like $16 like it's like I don't you know what I mean like I'm not living really I'm just like I come and I lay in the dark on the couch and I just just you know what I mean like I just sit there and overdose on drugs like marijuana but whatever $16 <laughs> We should say our coke, like people assume cocaine. Cocaine is a liquid diet. Well, no, well, coke. Coke. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cocaine's more like a powder
can totally relate to talking about kids, especially when they leave. Uh, I love I love all that stuff you're doing. It's great. Uh, great direction. Thanks, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right, yay, Jennifer! Okay. Yay! Fingers and toes are just a feast. All the fear. Show here on Mutiny Radio on every Wednesday night. It's called The Night Space. You should buy his book on Amazon. It's called High Time Story Time. Right now, he's going to tell you stories and make you laugh. It's Arden! Yeah! And thank you, Mutiny. Oh, God, I need this today. I'm having an off day. Uh, it's all right. You know, I'll recover. They happen, you know. Uh, but no, I did I did something today. I did pu- publish volume two of High Time Story Time that went live on Amazon today. So buy it, you fucks. Uh, you know, I, I, so the reason I'm having a really kind of off day is because I finally, at work, I finally got latte art. Like, I got it perfect, and I was like, holy shit, and I'm good at this, and it's so great, and, oh, fuck, I have a $160,000 education, and I'm making fucking, and I'm 33. I'm 33, motherfucker. Yeah, there's a reason I look like this. It's because I travel back in time from about now uh, to myself a couple years ago, and I told myself, "Look, look, uh, I, uh, I, I, I stay clean cut, and I, I, I wind up knocking some girl up, and she, now I'm married to her, and we don't fuck anymore, and she's leeching all my money, and life is terrible. So I invented time travel, and now I'm back to tell you, just don't be clean cut and 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 look scruffy as shit, and then she won't find you attractive, and then none of this shit will happen, right?" <laughs> And I, I did it like I'm to now and I'm I'm not married and no kids, but I haven't figured out the time travel thing. So uh, But uh, you know, I, I, I envy kids that are born in like let's say 25 years, right? Because their education is going to be so goddamn easy, right? They're going to be in biology class, and the teacher will say, where does this animal live in the world? And they'll say, it doesn't! <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was jerking off today. I was watching uh, this amateur lesbian porn. It was, really, it was really hot, but then I started just weeping like crying openly while I'm sitting there and I'm losing my boner and it's just so sad and the whole reason is because they've got a much better relationship than I've ever had like they're communicating during sex she's like what are you doing well I'm gonna do this oh that's hot I like that oh good well I don't like that so much okay maybe I won't do that me it's so what would you like I, I, whatever you want what that's not that's not in I need GPS is what I'm saying I'm good if you just give me the directions that's that's you know oh yeah Uh, I was watching Pam a little bit earlier and I was like does Pam have edibles and I was like she have because I could really go because I'm having a bad day and I realized there were shrooms and I was just like ah fuck I'm not ready for that I'm not having that bad a day uh you know, I never get uh, 
okay, just once more sex. Like, you know, okay, we just broke up and it was messy and ugly, but all right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you fuck me one more time. I never get, or, or you know what? Uh, I still like fucking you. Can we just fuck one more time? You never get it. Never. It's always like, well, this was disappointing on so many levels. I'm just, I'm just, I'm moving back to Nebraska. I'm, I've given up on the whole West Coast startup dream. You know, I'm just, dad was right. I'm going to start stripping. You know, it's, it's, it's just over for me. Uh, but uh, I, I was watching, I, oh, uh, speaking of fucking and not being able to fuck, we were talking about names for fucking, uh, and, you know, we were talking about making Whoopi was terrible, and I agree. So I, I, I think I do have the cure-all solution, which is my name for my sexual partners, which is Special Hugs Buddies. Special right? Hugs Buddies! Because then you just call it Special Hugs, right? We're going to have Special Hugs, and, you know, everybody's happy with that. Uh, but unfortunately, I lost my special hugs buddy, uh, so I'm in special need of a hugs buddy. So you could say I'm a special needs hugs buddy. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I have mental illness. Anyway, uh, no, it's all good. I, I just just depression and anxiety. It's all everybody deals with this shit. Um, so yeah, I'll end on this. I. Uh, I could be doing anything else. You know, Jerry Seinfeld once told someone, not to just use Jerry Seinfeld because we all, you know, whatever. But anyway, Jerry Seinfeld once told someone, he says, if you could be doing anything else, do it because you'd be much happier than doing this. But if you got to do this, do this. And I got to say, I could be doing anything else. And that's really sad. Like, I, I'm making lattes and telling jokes and I could be, you know making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year telling people what they want to hear. I mean, God, if I could just do that with this. But if you buy volume one and volume two of High Time Storytime, I could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and then I could be telling people what they want to hear and making them happy, just like this. All right, my name's Ben Arden. Give it up for your host, Ben Benjamin. Boris has something to say. Oh, I just love special hugs, buddy. I thought special needs hugs, buddy, is very, very funny. I don't know if that's just because I already know that or I'm connected with it, but that's just very, very funny. Uh, I thought everything you did tonight, I was following you along the whole way. I was definitely engaged, so yay. Um, I was just going to say the the line about uh, losing your brother. You could you could say, uh, you know, something about like losing your brother and then uh, gaining like relationship advice or something like that. Losing a boner but gaining insight into yeah, the female yeah. uh, relationship dynamic. Yeah. 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 The GPS that that was nice that you just want people to like tell me what to do because it's yeah. true. Girls are all like I don't know whatever. Like around like shy. Well, that that's why I only yeah. fuck forty and above now because oh. it, it, once once you hit the big four zero, you stop giving a fuck. You're right. Just, you know, get me off and get the fuck out because <laughs> I got work in the morning. Right. No. Hey. Damn. If that's, hey, if I'm, that's I'm, harsh. I'm DTS, man. Shit. It's all good. No strings attached to NSA. I'm all I'm all for it. Not in a sexual way, but I want to piggyback off of what Pam just said. The um. The GPS system, right? Yeah. Like the G spot positioning system, or like I just, I just, you know, I oh, think yeah, some. Oh yeah, that for a while. You can, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of corny, but it's kind of cool because when you said it, I was like, yeah, that's like totally makes sense, man. Like we just need that. I like that, and I like to hear more from that 
And how you, I mean, that could even be even a spinoff. I just think it's funny, man, because you're right. You'd be like, what do you want me to do? And they'd be like, uh, whatever you want. And that's so true. It's like, man, I just need to dial this shit in. Like, what am I really trying to accomplish here? Yeah. Am I trying to get over an argument? Am I trying to, uh, Oh, shit. I forgot of a tag you know. for that. Ah, uh, man. It's the, uh, 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 what can I do for you? Whatever you want. Well, I really want to fuck your sister, but I don't think that's in the card exactly. for Exactly. But you might be able to... No, nah, probably not. But anyway, that was good. I like that. Yeah. That, that was good. So I like the yeah. GPS part. That was funny. Thank you. Anybody else? Comments? Concerns? Retorts? No? Good. Arnon, All right. Thank everybody. you. Yay. Arnon. Hooray. Meow, meow, meow. Hey, everybody. We have a special guest up tonight. It's been a while since we've seen her. It's been a couple months. I'm so glad that she's back. Clap your hands together for Sarah. <laughs> would do something really cool I wrote all my shit down last night I was prepared and then my phone died um, but that's fine so this is all gonna be not very good totally spontaneous and off the top of my head um, I want to thank everybody who came tonight and left before I got up here so it's less people to clap so thank you um, so I've had the week off of work um, and it's weird because when I don't go to work the first thing I want to do is find something to stay busy with. I want almost like to go back to work. And I'm wondering, is this the definition of Stockholm? And then I'm thinking to myself, Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome, people there earned the, the name for blaming your captor. Maybe that's somewhere I should vacation this week. Um, I think in a perfect world, I would change my name from Sarah to too soon because I have jokes. I was on the news blogs yesterday. I was on the news blogs pretty much this whole week and I'm reading this stuff and I'm thinking, how do I process this? And I thought, by coming up here and making a bunch of fucking jokes about it. So I just wanna stop briefly just to give a PSA to all white people out there, people especially you Nazis, you're making us white people look really bad. Thank you so much. Please resume your yoga classes. Um, and that's all I really have for tonight. My, my written stuff is much tighter. So I'll see you guys next week. say is that with Stockholm uh, you have to flush it out a little bit more about like so Stockholm is in Denmark right and that's where all the hot guys are or tall Nordic men or something like get get a little bit more into like because I know what Stockholm syndrome is the my, thing when well, they, original, you fall in love with your captor or whatever my but. first punchline was going to be I should totally go to Stockholm because if my vacation goes bad I know exactly who to blame that was my first. Well, oh wait, because Stockholm syndrome. No, that makes sense. Uh, but the, all of that works. It's just a matter of writing out as many things that you can think about Stockholm or about Denmark, mm -hmm. and then like taking that and condensing it and going like, what are the weird, funny parts about this? Because there's a joke there, absolutely, and that it's fun because you know you look like an alternative kind of person, and if you want to like go on vacation somewhere. It's like, it almost sounds like a bondage kind of thing. Like Stockholm Syndrome is when you fall in love with your captor, right? Or whatever. So it's like, you go for some like SM vacation and now, or, I don't know, I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, keep coming back and doing stuff. Does 
other people have the comments or the flavin? No, they do. All right, clap wildly for Sarah. Yay! We have one last comedian up here tonight. He has a show every Sunday from 2 to 4. It's called Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. What a great show it is. He has a show uh, this coming Saturday. Nope, the next Saturday, the 26th. It's going to be amazing. Uh, The Great Difficulties with Mike Spiegelman and Colin Moran. Can I see that far? Barely. Yay, I can see that far. Clap Wildy right now for Mike Spiegelman. Yay! Use your head and your magic genie. Well, of course I'm going to perform. I came in just to uh, get some paperwork in order, and uh, I can't stop the lure. It's like you just put a little fish on this uh, mic, and I'm, all, I'm there. So I have a couple jokes that never work. I thought I could break them out. If you guys know any, uh, just go ahead and shout it out at this point. No need for me to, for us to listen to you guys talk about my sex. It wasn't that good. You know, I uh, worked once for a R-rated hypnotist. I don't think I got paid. I don't remember. Fuck, fuck, shit, shit. Why do I always say that when I bring them up? I'm trying to avoid jokes that are actually good. A little, a little bit about myself. My phone number is 415-52-8743. No, that's my social security number. Forget that. Sorry. You know, poor movies have terrible plots. I don't know who said they were made good plots. Like the most famous San Francisco porno movie is Behind the Green Door. And people say, well, what made it was the story. And the story was there was a guy at a San Francisco diner having breakfast and two brothers come in and they talk about this burlesque show they saw the night before where this woman got on stage. Uh, three women and nuns uh, habits ate her out. Uh, then four guys showed up, had sex with her, and then trapeze act, sex act occurred. And I'm just like, that is so disgusting. What a disgusting story. That man is trying to eat breakfast. That's disgusting. Can you just put it back in your pants during breakfast? So, uh, this, by the way, it's a real dream for me to be here. Last night I dreamt I was here. Uh, did you guys need me to mansplain uh, manspreading? Because I'm, I'm happy. What it is, it's when a guy like myself sits like this and takes up all the seats. So I'm actually, I'm manspreading and mansplaining manspreading at the same time. I am fucking meta. I, you know what, I was looking here beforehand, I decided to do it. Uh, you know, I haven't written a funny tweet since Trump got elected. I just, uh, doesn't help. It doesn't help. That actually is the truth. I, I don't like writing jokes every time there's a black man killed by the cops. I don't want to, there's nothing for me to say. I'd just rather read people's tweets. I don't want to write a stupid joke. And then Trump comes along, and this guy is like, oh, by the way, I'm banning transgender uh, service people. Thank you or whatever shit he says. And it's like a big turn in the Twitter punch ball and I don't feel like making myself a drink. So you guys are gonna have to wait until the presidency is over for me to write a good joke. All right? Uh, you know, before I go, I will, I will tell a quick story. I had a joke where I said, uh, 
I hate daylight savings time. If I wanted to, uh, when I, if I wanted to lose an hour and be up all night, I go get an AIDS test. And that was like one of my first jokes. No, 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 no. So I thought of that joke years ago, and I wasn't even a comedian, and I did it. And then this is back when I would hang out at the punchline. So we're talking about 96, 97. Uh, David Tell came on and did the same exact joke. Set up punchline the the exact premise. I mean, here's a premise I thought of, completely out of context, not comedy wise. And he did it. And I, you know, first thing I thought was, how many comics do I know that moved to New York? And I could think of a few. And then I just said, you know, the reason why I sound like David Tell is because my, my jokes sound like David Tell. And I think that my jokes need to sound like me. And uh, that's the reason why I haven't really gone anywhere in 20 years. I just I'm still trying to hear myself. My actual voice. I want to have people hear jokes and go, oh, that's not a tell. That's Spiegelman. Anyway, that's not funny, but if you guys could help me work on the other jokes, that would be great. Thanks, I have nothing helpful. I think you're very funny. What, which one did you want help with? You were trying to fit any uh, specific punchline. Ask me know. a question. I mean, if you guys have anything, I don't want to take up anyone's time. No, no, you're not. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do one joke after you, but we've got plenty of time. We're oh, fine. okay, that's we're, good. We're under the gun. You were the last comic. Is this good? A hipster walks into a bar. Bartender says, "What will it be?" And the hipster looked up from his phone and said, "I already uh, told your app." Told your app. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 how dare I? You talk to me. I already. Right. All right, never mind. But you wouldn't say you told the app. You no, would I say, I, yeah, we're too I dumb and old. We didn't. I apt it. Yeah. Is that a verb? Apt. Apt is apt a verb. That's, that's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, do you, do you, this is just a sort of a meta question, and I like your meta, when you said the meta thing or whatever, but do you ever get worried that you, I feel this sometimes that I'm too old and I'm trying to get what the kids are getting and I just don't even know what the kids are doing. I just can't even. Yeah, but that's your voice. You just got to stay true and I, I think they'll get it. There's not, none of the, honestly, the problem is that none of the slang in the last 15 years is decent. So, oh. uh, you know, so you can be, you can try. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love everything you do and I get it and I find it funny. I think maybe just, um, the pacing and the delivery and the punchline. Just, yeah, that's not just, so just the pacing and the delivery of the punchline. Just the whole thing. Uh, the whole yeah, because you change everything. The, the silence between the now, words is Doing great. the jokes not, was great. I like doing jokes. Did yeah, you're I'm up a good writer. You misheard yeah. me. Not the pacing, the delivery, and the punchline. I said the pacing of the delivery and the punchline. Yeah, so... Uh, please don't die. I, I don't know CPR. This is actually the most positive, constructive criticism I got in a joke workshop, so keep yeah, going. Yeah, no, uh, because it, I, I love your huh? setups and your punchlines are hilarious. Oh, look, here. It's just they're not you have yours catching, catch, right? and I think Perfect. it's just because you're, you're, you are sounding like someone else. It's not quite sounding. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if just play with how you're running and and try them a hundred different ways and, and until. Something catches with an audience until you, until you figure because everything you're saying is funny. It's ha, just. Have you ever thought of wearing lipstick? Lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Sorry, I'm. Cam, right, if you're Sarah Palin, you can put lipstick on a direwolf or some joke. You know, wait, direwolf. That's you, Game of Thrones. Have you ever thought of wigs, Mike Spiegelman? <laughs> no, have you thought of not. wearing women's clothing? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I'll definitely work on my setup, uh, delivery, and punchline. <laughs> <laughs>
no, the pacing there. The pacing there. Everything you've got is gold. It's just, I think it's just the pacing. You're a good writer, Michael Spiegelman. Yes, what I he's that saying. Uh, <laughs> well, check out my show next, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. And all money goes to the station. Yay! Yay, Yay everybody. Put I want 25 together. people to come here and pay $5 and then we'll be happy. Yay! Yay. We'll be so happy. Hey, Yay! No. Give me something, Michael Spiegelman. Yay! All the dollars. Yay. All the dollars. So many dollars. Yay! All right. Um, I'm just going to do uh, one quick joke for you guys. I'm working on... Um, it's... Well, it's... The material is new to me. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I went to a bar the other day, and uh, I didn't really want to stay. Uh, my friends convinced me there was a thing. They were doing the UFC, you know, the big Ronda Rousey fight. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't really want to watch this UFC thing. You know, what? what is this? You know, I start, I start watching. I'm like, oh, what is this? You know, they're, they're grabbing. It's really violent, you know, and I... It's like, what is this ultimate fondling and cuddling? Oh, I want to spoon you so hard. Oh, Ronda Rousey. So I got outside with a, a nice young lady, and she was like, you like the fights? You like it? You like it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, sure I like it. She got me in a headlock, and she's like, oh, how you like it now, huh? And I was like, oh, some pretty sweet moves you got there. And then flipped me around. Oh, she had me. Ah, oh, I was so scared. And she, she was really, she was doing some really tight spooning, you know. It's like tight spooning right there. And uh, she looked at me and said, hey, uh, do you want to spar sometime next week? I was like, yeah, you got any coke? <laughs> so we've been hanging out. We're doing a little light spooning the past couple of weeks together. It's pretty fun. Uh, that's what I learned from UFC. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I, I, I am a nanny and I do watch a lot of children's television and I don't really want to, but I have to sort of engage in some way. So I started thinking while I was watching a Sesame Street, why don't they make a Sesame Street after dark? You know, specifically for adults. Brought to you by the letters S and M. Well, you know, the first show will be uh, brought to you by uh, Bert and Ernie. Safe word, rubber ducky. Right, uh, and then you can you can learn how to use your imagination with Big Bird. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Snuffleupagus! Oh, yes, put your big furry trunk in my cloaca. <laughs> Word of the day: cloaca. Also, teaching you how to masturbate with your invisible friends. It's good. Uh, you guys should stay up late with the count: one, two. Three, relax. Four, five fifth of fingers inside. Now we are fisting. <laughs> Who better to learn about fisting than from a puppet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Stay up late, you know, learn how to eat pussy with Cookie Monster. Oh, Cookie Monster, love pussy. Oh, special guest this week, Maria. Maria, tackle time. <laughs> Last week, Big Bird, hard to get feathers out of my teeth. Hard to eat cloaca. Big word of the day, cloaca. That's good. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. So I, uh, I bought, I bought, I bought. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys know drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. He's no longer drummer comedian. He's just drummer now. 
So he sold all of his jokes to me for a beer. <laughs> so now I'm in the process of trying to make his jokes my own. I'm feeling really L.A. Because I've heard that in L.A. people buy jokes off each other all the time. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I bought these jokes for a beer. <laughs> I, I like these jokes. Anyways, I'm going to try to make him work them out. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I've been Pam Benjamin. If you have any comments on those, please, that would be great. Okay, yay. Uh, no, I loved all of it. The first one, uh, you got to update because Ronda Rousey got her ass beat and is no longer oh. fighting. She's going to start doing female wrestling next. Okay, okay. Uh, is the thought. So uh, you, you could definitely work that into it. Sure, you sure. You know, the last UFC bout I saw was Ronda Rousey and right. then go into the, the lesbian night and then, no, it's just cokeheads. And then work that into WWE. a feminism WWE something. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's putting, I've got a good joke about breaking the glass ceiling with your titties by leaning into the glass ceiling. Yeah. Like with your boobs, you're like, yeah. That's the only good thing about the glass but ceiling is you put your titties down. up against them. No, but it would be, I mean, yeah. WWE, there's all kinds of things, whatever. Yeah, just anyway, feminism. just have fun with it. Thank you. I love it, though. Cool. Yeah. Any other comments, Terry? Yeah, I think uh, the first bit. I like the Sesame Street after dark thing, man. I think even like South Sesame Street, you know what I'm saying? Like it might get into some other shit. Like that is such a cool premise to make an adult version of Sesame Street for like late night. Like you said, like that. all of that was just great. You know what I mean? I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was really cool stuff. That's solid. You got to build off of that. You got to really develop those little quick stories that you had. Right. Like eating, coo- eating coochie yeah. instead of saying pussy, maybe eating coochie with Cookie Monster. Yeah, sure, sure, cooch sure. Cooch cookies. It's yeah. cooch cookies. Yeah. You know, cooch cookies. And also C is for coochie. Yeah. Right, sure. C is for yeah. coochie. Yeah. And what was the word of the day? Uh, uh, it was uh, cloaca. Cloaca. Cloaca, hey. which is that because birds... They have sex, they poop, and they pee, and they have an egg all out of the same hole. Whoa, that's, that's disgusting. That's called a cloaca. That's disgusting. Well, it's a chicken. <laughs> that's a chicken egg comes out of a cloaca. Hard to eat cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got... I like your light spooning joke. I know that was part of another joke, but that's a, that's a solid joke in and of itself. Okay, hey, would you like you. to do light spooning? Like, yeah, I love Coke. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, like I have another one where, like, it's when it's ever, it's... Whenever it's um, seasonal allergies, and I'm like, it's really fun in San Francisco because you can't tell who has allergies and who's a cokehead. <laughs> like, it's like a safe time of the year where everyone just gets to sniffle. <laughs> There's no judgment with your sniffles. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Um, this was really great, and we'll see you next week. Show up uh, all the time for all of our shows. Yay, bye. Nothing's playing. Used to be whirlwinds, old friends and sunny days. Used to just drive around, windows down, and watch the day fade. One more smoke, one more smoke before the daylight. As we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm.
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
Concentration Vibration You're listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight Right, folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday, every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let him confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The 
second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously, I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. When you hear the trippy music and it's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday, you know it's time for Some Call Me Tim, the show where we talk about the gods, God, the afterlife, death, life, rebirth. No birth, science, cats, aliens, whatever. Today on Some Call Me Tim, I am joined by the hilarious and wonderful Heidi Mueller. Yay! Hello. Hello, Heidi. Hi. So glad that you could be with us here today on Some Call Me Tim. Uh, tell us a little background. Do you believe in Jesus? I do not. You do not? Did you no. ever believe in Jesus? 
uh, for a brief moment uh, between the 12, 12 and 14 because uh, at 14 you would get a lot of money because you would be get, getting confirmation. Oh, so it's but like that, a wedding for a child. <laughs> but you no, marry no. Jesus. <laughs> no, that's Catholic. Oh, okay. No, uh, no. No, I've been an atheist since I was six. An atheist since you were six? Yeah. So you, as a child, did you believe in Santa Claus? Briefly, also. I was a very precautious child. So Santa Claus, yes. Jesus, no. Yeah. Wow. So the thing is, we, I'm from Germany, so Santa Claus was not a big deal. Be- because they come in, they come on December sixth and bring things in your shoes. So what brings uh, uh, gifts is Christmas Eve. The Christ Child flutters in on wings and puts the the uh, gifts underneath the tree. So it's not like United States. Wow. So the Christ Child actually comes in on cherub wings. Yeah. And I never pictured Christ child to be the same as what Jesus is supposed to be. So it was like maybe a little angel, I thought, at the time. Right. But no, you you were just no Jesus as a child. You didn't, the magic didn't, it just didn't affect you. No. You were saying no but God. The thing is, is when I was six years old or something, whatever, the first year, first year in school, um, there was a Cain was clear, killed Abel, and oh, Cain uh-huh. went to a different country. I never could call, put that together with, well, it was only Adam and Eve, and only Adam and Eve were in, in Garden of Eden, and all of a sudden there's another country. Right. Something, I, do, I just, I didn't believe from then on. You said, this is a dumb book. I'm into Grimm's <laughs> fairy tales. Much more moralistic uh, lessons you can understand. So. Something I always bring up on the show is that, do you consider yourself a moral person? Okay, so let me ask, what's moral? Right. Well, it's, you know, the uh, the goodness in, like, that you, you treat people out of kindness because you want to, not That's because right. you have to. Yeah. I, think I would, would be I, I take that. And see, the thing is, that is one step more. I don't need to be coerced to do that. Uh, I do not have to feel like, oh, I'm going to burn in, in hell if I'm not going to do it. Right. So I have that out of my love for people. Right. So it doesn't have anything to do with... Because that's the thing is that some people say that without an external set of morals and structures handed down by, say, a religion or an outside source, that without that, how do you create a sense of morality? Well, I, I assert that you, people are nice and kind and they're made the other way. And if you teach a kid at three saying, okay, not everything is yours, share, <laughs> don't hit somebody, you know, right. it, and, and graduate that up is going to be the same as, as now. You don't have to hit people over the head to do the right thing. Right. You don't be a dick is the bottom <laughs> line, you know. So, and you're, you grew up in Germany. You're German. Yeah. And you grew up in the post-World War II age yeah. of did you feel like the vilification from a larger world against Germans at that time? Did you feel like that st- stigma that was... Well, I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, I was a kid. And as far as and the, the allies that are now... The United States was, the, it was not an ally. They were occupiers. Oh. So our history teaching ended at uh, before First World War. Maybe it touched the First World War, but nothing was done afterwards. It was just gotten from from around. So what did you learn in school if you didn't 
that that part of history just wasn't taught to you. Well, I saw ruins all over the place. Oh. So it was like what was was horrible was the one my my parents were teenagers in that time and they were sharing that. My grandfather was shot in the first and second world war, you know. I right. mean then there were the Nazi guys were still around. I mean the the SS and stuff. And there they were bullies, just like we have the bullies now, you know, bullies right. that are just um intimidating other people that's that's how it occurred to me and right. i see the i see them everywhere <laughs> so see i have this like weird thought about america right now and i feel like it harkens back to germans during the nazi regime there were a lot of germans that were just in germany they were just germans but then all that nazi stuff happened and they were sort of dragged into it not a, not all Germans were Nazis. Right. Not all Germans were Nazis, but everyone was like from our American perspective were like all Germans are Nazis. Well, right? Convenient. Convenient, but that's the same thing I'm afraid that's going to happen now under the Trump regime is right. that he could start doing some terrible things. Yeah. Like a Hitler. Yeah. And there were Germans at the time that were probably saying, "Hey, we don't agree with this guy. We are right. not into that. We like Jews. We're cool with the Jews." Yeah. But I feel like the same thing is sort of happening right. now with I'm cool with Muslims. I don't have a problem with them. Yeah. I think I, you want to believe in something good, all power to you. Do right. believe in whatever you want. But I'm afraid of having that. How do I stand up against it? What, what, what's to say that Trump isn't the next Hitler and that that could just happen and we could start putting, you know, making people with Muslims, make their religion, make them have papers and, you know, send yeah. them out of the country or. It is my fear too. So what do we, I mean, like how. I don't know. Well, I, I tell you, there's a, a difference there. In in Germany, after the sec, after the First World War, there were 50% unemployment. Oh. Okay, 